This is Meg Tilton at the ACOW Life, and you are listening to episode number 50, Committing to Your Beliefs. This is the ACOW Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast today. How is it going? How is your summer going? It is great here. I have to say, I was really hoping, I think I might have said this already, that things would slow down in the summer, and they just haven't. But This week is the first week where I don't think we've had anything scheduled in the evenings for I can't remember how long. And it's so nice. I'm like, I was telling Dr. Tilton the other night, uh, we have nothing on Monday. We have nothing on Tuesday. We have nothing on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was just awesome. So I'm hoping that things will just slow down a little bit. We've had a little bit of sickness creep back into our house, which doesn't make me super thrilled since we had a rough winter with sickness, I was hoping that we would escape the summer, but hopefully it's something that will pass relatively quickly. So I am super excited. Today is episode number 50, which means that I am two episodes away from doing this podcast for a year, right? 52 weeks in a year. (laughs) And that just is crazy to me. Actually, I don't think that's totally true. Yeah, because I started in August, but I had batched some episodes, so I had recorded several episodes, but I basically have given you guys a podcast once a week for almost a year, and I think that's pretty amazing. And I have just loved it. I love doing this podcast, and I hope you guys love it as much as well. So this last week, I had the opportunity to go down to Texas, to Dallas, Texas, and be able to hang out with a bunch of other coaches and just have some yearly training done by the founder of our school, Brooke Castillo. And it was so awesome. It was so awesome to be around a bunch of coaches that I have heard about that are really doing well in their businesses and just to be around Um, very like-minded people. I learned a ton and I was totally excited and I still am excited and I am just so grateful that I'm able to do this and that I have found kind of my calling in life and what I'm supposed to be doing and it's just incredible. It's just so incredible. And did you know that that is what I do in my coaching? I help other LDS women find their passions outside of motherhood. I haven't really honed in on that a lot here on the podcast, but I'm going to start doing that because it's time to stop sitting around waiting for your life to happen. And it's time for you to get your life happening for you. If you take nothing away from this podcast, then I hope you take that and that you email me and that we get going on this path that you need to go on. Because I'm telling you, the biggest disappointment in your life is going to be the things that you didn't go after, not the things that you did. I truly believe that. Okay, so (laughs) 
I wanted to share with you today something that I learned in the last couple of weeks from Brooke Castillo. So we went down for this training. It was two days in Texas, but once a month she gets on a call with all of her coaches that have gone through her school and she does, um, she coaches them if they need to. And she kind of reprimanded us a couple months ago and said, you should all be signing up to be coached every time. So I was like, she's right. We should. So There's some calls that are not applicable to me because she does them based on how big your business is. And my business isn't quite that big yet. And so she did like an open coaching call so you could be coached on anything. So I called in and was coached. But on this call, it wasn't so much, she she helped me a lot with my own issue, which was awesome. But it was so great to see her coach other coaches and just really have some things come up that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. So one of the things that she coached somebody else on was this idea of committing to believing your thoughts. So in coaching and what I do in coaching is that I show my clients their brains and how they are thinking. And you've heard me talk about this and how what we think creates the results in our lives. And I totally believe this 100%. So in simplistic terms, if you want to change the results you see, you have to change the way you think. And that seems really easy peasy, but it's not. And it takes some work. It's just like how we know that if we want to lose weight, we have to eat fewer fewer calories and make better food choices. It seems really easy on paper, right? Just eat less and eat better and you'll lose weight, but then it proves to be very difficult for us. And it's because we have all this drama going on in our brains. So the other day, Brooke introduced a new concept in being able to change our thoughts that I want to share with all of you. And I hope I can do this justice because to me, it was a game changer. So it's this. If you have a new thought, you must commit. This is the key. You must commit to believing the new thought. You can't just think it. You just can't think that you will believe it. You must commit to believing the thought no matter what. So let me give you an example. Say you have a goal of losing 20 pounds or you have a goal of making $75,000 in a job. You have to think a thought that will get you that result. Like a thought like, this is going to be fun to lose 20 pounds or I was, I totally deserve to make $75,000, right? But then you have to commit to believing that thought. So you have to commit to believing it's going to be fun to lose 20 pounds, or you have to commit to, I totally deserve to make $75,000. I create enough worth for a company to be paid that or in my own business, whatever that is. Let me tell you this slight change of learning to commit to my belief has been game changing. Thinking the thought is not enough. It's not. You have to commit to believe the thought, and that's what makes all the difference. So 
At Mastermind, this subject came up again. This is the thing I went to in Texas, was a mastermind for all of us coaches. And a coach asked what the litmus test was for knowing if we believe our thoughts. And what Brooke said, I think, again, was spot on. She says, you take the action that relates to the commitment of the belief. Do you get it? So this is how you know you're committed to the belief, that you commit to that. You start taking action. Your actions reflect that belief. So let me give you some more concrete examples. So I have shared with you that one of my goals this year is to make 50,000 in my business. Now making 50,000 is a circumstance. Lots of people do it. I am not some, you know, out there person for having that kind of a goal. And people do it all the time. Tons of people make $50,000 in their business. Um, but I have a thought about it, right? So I have to make sure that my thinking is that really clean so that I get the result that I want. So the thought is I can totally make $50,000 in my business this year. And the feeling that that creates for me is one of excitement. I'm excited. There is a slight hesitation, right? But I'm excited. And that excitement causes me to go after ideas I have that will generate $50,000 for me. Now, my commitment to the thought that I can totally make 50000 shows up in actions of trying one thing after another as I fail again and again and again until I get the result of making $50,000. I don't give up, right? I keep going. That's my action. That is my commitment. That's how I show that I am committed to believing that I can make $50,000. I firmly continue to believe it until I make that and my actions are consistent with that belief. Okay, so now here's the really fun part for me. Committing to believe your beliefs is the very essence of faith. We talk a lot about faith, right, in the LDS church. And I was like, ba-boing, it just kind of came to life for me. And I was like, yes, because we believe, right, that faith is part belief and part action. So you have to commit to believing something, and you do that by taking action. So take this in the context of, say, personal revelation. Say you feel you just received a direction from Heavenly Father through the Holy Ghost, and you have received a thought in your mind, and then that thought created a feeling in your heart. Now, many of us receive revelation, but a lot of times that's where it stops. We do not follow through. We do not commit to believing the thought. But when we do commit to believing the thought, that is when we take action. And then that's when the miracles happen, right? So I, I hear like a lot of times, so many people think that they don't receive personal revelation, that maybe the ideas and thoughts that they have are not really guidance from Heavenly Father in their life. And so they don't see a lot of their desired results and dreams come true. Now, I'm going to make a really bold statement here and say that I don't think that that is true. I really just think that our dreams don't come true 
or we don't get the outcomes we are hoping for, or we don't think that Heavenly Father guides and directs us because we don't commit to believing that we have received personal revelation and by taking the action necessary to show that we have received that and that we are committed to believing that we have received that. Do you get it? Am I explaining this okay? Right? So you have to really commit. All right. So here's here's a simplistic example of that. You receive a thought in your mind that you should go and visit a particular sister in your ward. And this creates like a thought comes into your brain. You have this burning in your chest. Now you can either do nothing and kind of talk yourself out of it, rationalize, I'm too busy. She would think it was inconvenient. I'd be inconveniencing her. She might probably isn't home. Um, I'm sure somebody else has done this for her already. So we can rationalize that away, right? And so eventually that thought and that feeling will pass and then we won't really see anything come of it. Or we can commit to believing that feeling and thought and take action. And what does that action look like? We go and we visit that sister, right? So that's when we put our faith into action when we commit to believing the personal revelation that we receive. Let me share some other examples with you. And this is one that I got from Hank Smith. My kids are totally into Hank Smith. We've been listening to him a ton in the car. We love all of his CDs. And just recently I was listening to one. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the exact example of this. And so he was talking about the process of what happened with David in the Bible, David in the lion's den, right? So David was living in Jerusalem at the time the Babylonians came and conquered Jerusalem and took the Israelites back to Babylon. And David was in the group that got taken back and he had the chance to rise in the ranks of King Nebuchadnezzar's court because he was able to interpret a dream. And so he and the king became quite close, um, but there were some people that were really kind of irritated with David and a little bit jealous of him. And so they decided to trick the king into signing an order that if anyone would worship another god besides the king, that he would have to be cast into the lion's den. And David knew of this order, but he ignored it and he decided to really just continue to worship the way that he wanted to because he had this deep-seated belief that God and his relationship with God were more important than a king and his order. And so he would pray openly and not hide that. And so we all know the rest of the story, right? He gets thrown into the lion's den because he got caught and he lives. And then the other guys get (laughs) thrown in to the lion's den after. And I'm sure the lions were ripe and ready to take them on. And there was no angel there to stop the lions from eating him. So this is the part that is applicable to you. So David is a great example to all of us by how he committed to believing that his God was great and greater than anything and could do all things and that he needed to follow God at all times. He was so committed that he was willing to sacrifice his life to act in such a way that would correspond to the way he believed. This is what faith is. 
It is not that we know all the answers to all the things. It is that we are committed to believing what we do know, and then we act on it. So say Holy Father has asked you to move, and you have received the thought that this is the right thing to do. The faith comes in when you step into action that is consistent with that thought, even though you don't know exactly how it's all going to work out, but you act on that belief and you move. That's committing to believing your belief. So powerful, so life-changing for me, and I think it is so cool. So I hope I've explained it well enough. I'm sure I haven't, but write me if you have any questions. It has really changed the way I think and the way that I think about some of my own personal experiences with personal revelation. And it has been a huge blessing to me and a huge gift. And so I am really thankful for that increased perspective and knowledge. And I hope that you each can grasp that too. We do have thoughts, but we have to follow those thoughts by taking action that reflects our belief in them. Now, listen, this is not easy to do. It is super hard to do. And so I don't know why you're trying to do this alone. I really don't. You don't have to do it alone because here's the great thing. This is what I do is I help you look at your brain and show you where you're not committing to your beliefs and you're not committing to through your actions and showing up that way in your life. So I want you to come and sign up for a mini coaching session with me that is free, a free mini coaching session. It's like half an hour long and we get to talk on the phone and you get to tell me any problem that you have and I get to show you how your brain is preventing you from getting over the belief that you may have or the unwillingness to take the actions that you need in order to move on to the best version of yourself because we're always progressing, right? We all want to be the best versions. Now, I have worked with some really amazing women and I just wanted to share a review with you of one of them. Her name is Jennifer W. I'm not going to share her last name, but I love this girl. I love her. She is just the greatest. And here's what she said. I I knew when she signed up for coaching with me, she was really hesitant. I could tell. She was like, I don't know if I really have enough time. And um, I could tell she was a little bit, you know, arm's length. And that's fine. Like, I totally get it. But the amount of work that she did and the progress that she made was remarkable. And here's what she said um, at the end of working with me. She says, I started Meg's program not sure what I would get out of it. I wanted my confidence to skyrocket and my dreams to magically appear. Of course, that didn't happen. However, Meg opened my mind to areas that were causing me to get blocked, areas that I couldn't see on my own. She gave me the tools to get on the path towards greater confidence in myself and ability to achieve my dreams. If anyone is finding themselves stuck and lost in their own mind, Meg has the talent and the keys to clean up the stickiness and unlock the doors you can't do yourself. With Meg in your back pocket, hope and faith grow brighter and dreams get that much closer to grasp. I will forever be grateful I stumbled upon her. I love her. And here's the thing. She did all the work. I just kind of showed her. That's the amazing thing about coaching is that you're the hero. You're the hero. I just guide you in that path. So what are you waiting for? Your life is waiting for you to show up and be 
a better version of yourself and be able to get over the mental hurdles that are keeping you from following your passions and going after what you want. So I hope you run to your email, write to me and let's get this party started, people. (laughs) So anyway, I just love Jennifer. She is the best. She is just awesome. So go ahead and write me at meg at the eightcowlife.com and let's get going. Okay, everybody, I hope you have a great summer July week. It's the 4th of July this week and we get to celebrate our country's birthday. What a blessing that is. All right, have a good one, everybody. Eat lots of hamburgers and hot dogs and be safe around those fireworks. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.